G'day, welcome to Partaker's Podcasts and to our series for Christmas 2019, Jesus Christ, the Promised One. Over the last 30 days, we have looked at some of the ancient promises fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ, some of the worship and prayers of the church down through time. We have heard poems and prose about Christmas, as well as exploring the Christmas story itself and the people involved. And for this final one in this series, I want to share with you why I, Dave Roberts, am a Christian. Are you ready? The Apostle John, writing in 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 to 12. We accept man's testimony. But God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Why is it so? Why am I, Dave Roberts, a Christian? I'm sure you have all heard kids in the supermarket yelling out to their parents, Why? We all have, I'm sure, questions we want to know the answer to. Why? The question I'm often asked is, you are a Christian, Dave. Why are you a Christian? Why is it so? My father was a convinced agnostic, and in the few conversations we had about religion and Christianity, he could never understand why it was that I could not just admit that I would never know if God existed or not. Far less a God who was personally interested in me. My reply as ever was that the very question, why is it so, needed to be answered in order for me to be satisfied. So why am I a Christian? Now I could say that at the age of 12, we moved as a family to a town on the coast of Australia and I was invited along to a local youth group and several weeks later gave my life to Christ and became a Christian. Of course, that is, of course, partly true. However, I can't even claim to be a Christian because I was raised in a Christian country. Australia was and is probably the second most secular uh, country on this planet. Sure, Australia has its moral base grounded in historic Christianity, but for the latter part of its history, Australia has been thoroughly secular and non-religious. Even if I had been raised in a country such as England with Christian parents, that would also only be partly true, and I could have rejected Christianity, as many people do. The reason that I, Dave Roberts, am a Christian is not because I chased God, but rather that he chased me. And unknown to me at the time, God was chasing me and following my every path with the urgency of a lover After the Beloved, God had been pursuing me, just as described in the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 2 to 14. 
That piece of poetic scripture speaks about the love that God has for his people and the energy he puts into calling his people to himself. God is always reaching out for all people to return to his arms. As for me, it wasn't until I was 12 years old that I heard that I needed to accept Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Before that, I didn't know I had to do anything with this Jesus. Jesus was only a curse word for me at the time. That, or was just someone or something that the RE teachers bored me with at school. We are primarily Christians, not because we go to church services, or just happen to have been born in a supposedly Christian country. No. We are primarily Christians because God first chased and harried us into his loving arms. We are Christians, if you are one, because God loved you first. And as a tremendous lover, he beckons and calls people from all over the world all the time to respond to his call and return back to him. So another question. How does God chase us with his love? God chases each person differently, just as each Christian testimony is different. Take, for instance, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 8 and 9. God chased Paul through his mind and his religious upbringing and education. Paul had known about God from his childhood. Paul was a righteous Pharisee who saw that persecuting Christians was his religious duty so that he may somehow find favour with God. And as Paul was gloating over the death of the martyr Stephen, God was pursuing him, probably raising doubts in Paul's mind as to why Stephen would say at the point of death, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit and forgive them for what they do. Acts 7, verses 54 to 60. Surely doubts must have been raised in Paul's mind as he approved of this death. Paul was also wrestling with his conscience. Externally he was a righteous man, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Yet when Paul internally examined himself and his heart, he found himself failing regarding covetousness, which is the last of the Ten Commandments. And then finally, Jesus himself makes a sudden and dramatic appearance before Paul and confronts him directly. Why are you kicking against me? Why are you rejecting my advances? Acts chapter 9. Paul's conversion to Christianity is often described as being sudden. But the only thing sudden about his conversion was this climatic appearance of Jesus. And just as that was true of Paul, it is true of me, just as it is true of all those who profess to call themselves a Christian disciple. I am a Christian disciple not because of anything I have done, but rather because God first chased me, and because God first loved me. Jesus himself said, I came to seek and to save the lost. And if you're a Christian today, it's not because of anything you have done. It is because of the events at Christmas and Easter that you are a Christian. When God entered this world as a human baby and took all the necessary steps so that all people could have the choice to be his people or not. 
and in my more smug moments I used to congratulate myself for being a Christian. How proud I was that I, Dave Roberts, was a Christian and that God was a jolly lucky God that I decided to follow him. It was during one of my less self-deluded moments that I thoroughly examined myself and I found God pricking and kicking my conscience and correcting me. And I read the New Testament. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to give his life as a ransom for many. From Mark chapter 10, verses 45. Thanks for being with us today and throughout this series. Jesus Christ, the Promised One. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is something uploaded to help you as a Christian disciple in the 21st century. You can also visit our books www.pulptheology.com which will take you through to our Amazon site. See you later!